Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to see you again. We're going to continue our discussion on what we believe as Catholics from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. This week we're talking about sacraments, and today we're going to talk about the Sacrament of Confirmation. So question 203 asks, what is confirmation? Okay, that's a great question. Um, There are three sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and the Holy Eucharist. And so uh, confirmation is the second of the the sacraments of initiation. Now, um, time-wise, we usually receive, in the West, we usually receive the sacrament of the Eucharist before we receive confirmation. But that's a historical accident that that's the case. The the correct uh, order of the sacraments of initiation are baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. And what confirmation does is it's a special sealing of our faith that uh, gives us more perfect, uh, I would say, external conformity to the church. In other words, whereas baptism makes us uh, members of the mystical body of Christ, um, the in, the invisible body of Christ, confirmation makes us, uh, gives us clo- a more perfect external conformity to the visible church of Christ. And that's why, whereas uh, the ordinary minister of baptism would be a priest or a deacon, the ordinary minister of confirmation is the bishop himself, who represents the visible institutional church. And um, the uh, hierarchical church, the external church, and that's really what confirmation does, uh, brings us more perfectly into the visible external hierarchical church. Okay. And also the uh, UCAT says that in it, the gift of the Holy Spirit is bestowed upon us. That's right. And then, you say, of course, it you know we think about, with regards to the sacrament of confirmation, we think about the Pentecost event, when the Holy Spirit is sent upon the apostles. And so we generally associate uh, the sacrament of confirmation with the Holy Spirit. But it's important to keep in mind that we receive the Holy Spirit and the entire panoply of grace at baptism. One is... Confirmation is not necessary for salvation the way baptism is necessary for salvation. And uh, so, um, and when we talk about sending the Holy Spirit, we don't mean that just the Holy Spirit is with us. When we talk about sending the Holy Spirit as a result of the mission of the, Holy, of the third person of the Blessed Trinity, the Holy Spirit, as a result of his mission, the Blessed Trinity dwells within us and uh, so that dwelling within us is father son and holy spirit and what confirmation does is it solidifies that indwelling by 
uh, making us more conformed to the external church, to the visible church, to be a visible part of the church. And also it could be thought of as throughout the Gospels, Jesus tells us over and over that we must become like little children. And to me, when I have the Holy Spirit indwelling, I'm more childlike, not necessarily childish, but childlike in that hum- humility, obedience, listening. Exactly. I, that you're right on, Tim. I agree with that completely. You know, it's, a, it's uh, the, the pattern of holiness, which, uh, which we celebrate in a special way at Christmas, is uh, being child, as a, humble as a child, little as a child, loving as a child. You know, uh, a child only knows how to love. Um, and uh, he, uh, you know, uh, a child is uh, one who um, is, makes himself small, rep- uh, relies completely on divine providence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the grace of confirmation and, and baptism, I'd say. Okay. So 204 of the UCAN asks, what does sacred scripture say about the sacrament of confirmation? Yeah, so when, um, as I mentioned, when we talk about the Sacrament of Confirmation, we think about the Pentecost event. We think about, well, we think about the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus after he was baptized, the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus. We think about the Holy Spirit at Pentecost coming to the uh, upon the apostles. Um, the The Holy Spirit is foretold. It is foretold in sacred scripture that you know, the Holy Spirit would come upon them and that when they receive the Holy Spirit, they would receive the strength and the courage they need and the wisdom they need to um, be visible witnesses of Jesus Christ uh, through uh, testimony and through suffering that the they would they would suffer for uh, in being witnesses to Jesus. So what what exactly happens at confirmation when we get confirmed? Uh, good. Yeah, that's a the good question. So what, what is it that changes us? Because we talked about all the sacraments as changing us. All the sacraments create grace. Grace is, uh, the sacraments are the source of grace. All grace comes from the sacraments. And uh, so the sacraments create grace. So what is the grace that confirmation creates? And uh, the grace that confirmation creates, of course, is a it's it's a maturation of the um, the gifts that we have received at baptism, such that we are able to become more uh, uh, committed to our faith, uh, more uh, better witnesses to our faith. The sacrament of confirmation has the, strengthens us. Uh, so that we will dedicate our lives to our faith, uh, so that our faith will become the most important thing that we that we have in the world, and that um, we will rely come to rely on God's resources and not on our own. Another point that the UCAT makes is that when we're confirmed, uh, the soul of a baptized Christian is imprinted with a permanent seal that can be received only once and marks this individual forever as a Christian. And I've often thought about that, just like baptism, you can only be baptized once, you can only be confirmed once. But what happens 
when later in life as we become adults and we mortally sin and we cut off that relationship with God, what does the grace of the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, if we're in mortal sin, how can we, when we confess that mortal sin and we come back into a relationship with God, is is that seal and is that grace renewed or how 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 does that work? Well, that's a that's a great question. You know, we talk about all mortal. The church teaches that all mortal sins committed after baptism need to be confessed in the sacrament of conf- of uh, uh, confession, and um, the uh, because uh, the sacrament of confession is the ordinary means by which Christ forgives a uh, uh, mortal sin. Um, although venial sin is um, removed at uh, the penitential rite of the of the mass uh, and so confirmation has uh, because we're talking about uh, a grace of uh, pure uh, a grace connected to uh, baptism because it's one of the uh, sacraments of uh, um, initiation um, the grace of confirmation uh, gives us the strength to seek confession to seek forgiveness uh, when we sin. Um, we don't lose, when we commit mortal sin after baptism, we don't lose that seal. We don't lose the, um, we're not rebaptized and we're not reconfirmed after mortal sin. Um, rather, uh, the, uh, the sacrament of, con- so it doesn't, mortal sin does not take a, m- remove that seal, rather uh, that seal moves us to seek forgiveness in the sacrament of confession wow I'm, you know i've always wondered about that because there was a time when i went to college and after i first got married that for whatever reason i did not go to church and so obviously i was living in mortal sin for a lot of years and i've always said it was the grace of god that brought me back to confession and to the church but i guess i never thought about it as those permanent seals that i received as an infant at baptism and as a a 13-year-old teenager when I was confirmed that the grace from that sacrament, even though I was committing mortal sin, still had the ability to move me and guide me back to to God and back to the church. Yeah, no, you know, when we talk about, for example, in marriage, we talk about the bond of marriage. And um, uh, it's that bond that persists that uh, keeps the couple together, that keeps moving back to each other even when they, they fall out of love. That bond keeps moving them back to love for each other. And so it is with uh, the seal of baptism, the seal of confirmation, that keeps moving us back to love for God, to being with God. So who can be confirmed and what's required of a candidate? For confirmation. Okay, great. Now, uh, as I said, the bishop is the uh, ordinary minister of confirmation, and that's because uh, confirmation has to do with the visible external church and our uh, commitment to the visible external church. Uh, the person has to have attained the age of reason, has to be able to recognize the bishop, discern the bishop as, um, and that's why, um, and that's why it got moved historically. Um, you know, it used to be. Uh, that uh, a baby was confirmed right after baptism. But um, because of the significance of confirmation with regard with the visible church, they want the child to be able to see the ordinary minister, namely the bishop, and to recognize the bishop. So it got moved to after Eucharist. But the, um, it, so uh, 
uh, child, uh, what happens is the bishop takes sacred chrism and um, makes a sign of the cross on the forehead and says, be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and uh, that uh, sealing is uh, the seal we were just talking about. Um, sometimes the bishop can't make it for whatever reason, and so he can send a delegate. Uh, but it's the bishop or is the ordinary minister of the sacrament of confirmation. Okay. Well said. Some of the uh, quotes in the uh, UCAT, St. Teresa of Avila said that the most important thing is to begin decisively. So again, when we decide for God and we decide that we want to participate in the life of God and in the, the life of the church, you know, that's when we decide to get the sacraments. Well, yes, it's the life of the church. It's the visible, external life of the church that's particularly important for the grace of the, conf of the sacrament of confirmation. Okay, you've been listening to Father Greg Maturi as we go through the UCAT and talk about the sacraments of the Catholic Church. Can we have a blessing on the listeners, Father, before we go? May the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. We have hundreds of past Faithful Father shows archived, and we're now podcasting all of the new shows. You can subscribe right on our website, livingbreadradio.com. Go to the Programming tab and click on Faith with Father. And until next time, this has been your host, Tim Perry, reminding you, it's never too late to come back to the church, to go to confession, and to go to Mass. God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, Email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.